This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, October 11th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, impact of administering buprenorphine to overdose survivors using emergency medical services, is in the Annals of Emergency Medicine. This study evaluated a program in which emergency medical services were able to provide buprenorphine to patients in the field after opioid overdose, along with a same or next-day appointment in a substance use disorder clinic. The study found that patients evaluated by EMS units with buprenorphine were significantly more likely to engage in treatment within 30 days compared to those evaluated by non-buprenorphine units. Next is a study in JAMA Psychiatry titled Effectiveness of a Standalone Telephone-Delivered Intervention for Reducing Problem Alcohol Use. This study consisted of a randomized clinical trial of participants with problem alcohol use. The study found no significant differences between standalone telephone-delivered intervention groups and the control groups in terms of reduction in primary outcome or alcohol problem severity. However, the intervention group was associated with a significantly greater reduction in hazardous alcohol use and a reduction in alcohol problem severity when two or more sessions were delivered. A new article in the Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled Gabapentin Use During Pregnancy and Lactation with and Without Concurrent Opioid Exposure. The authors examined a large study of gabapentin-exposed pregnancies and found increased preterm birth and increased NICU admissions in this group. The authors conclude that caution is warranted about gabapentin use during pregnancy. Next, we have an article in JAMA Network Open titled, Examining Access to Primary Care for People with Opioid Use Disorder in Ontario, Canada. This randomized clinical trial assessed 383 family physicians and found them to be almost three times less likely to offer a new patient appointment to a prospective patient with opioid use disorder compared to a patient with diabetes. These findings suggest that physician discretion in accepting new patients contributes to poor primary care access for patients with opioid use disorder. Potential solutions to this disparity include strengthening policies for accepting new patients, improved compensation, and clinician anti-oppression training. A new article in the Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled Use of a Telemedicine Bridge Clinic to Engage Patients in Opioid Use Disorder Treatment. The University of Pittsburgh Medical Center Telemedicine Bridge Clinic coordinates care with local treatment providers, with evaluations completed via secure audiovisual technology or telephone, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. through 8 p.m., This study looked at the feasibility of this low-barrier clinic to initiate patients on medications with opioid use disorder. Although the service is for treatment of any urgent substance use disorder, patients with opioid use disorder accounted for nearly all visits at 96%. For all patients with opioid use disorder, 96% filled a buprenorphine prescription within 30 days, and 77% filled two or more prescriptions subsequent to the initial evaluation. Such clinics allow for improved cost-effectiveness for those patients who may not have rapid access to care. The next article, titled, They Don't Go By the Law Around Here, Law Enforcement Interactions After the Legalization of Syringe Service Programs in North Carolina, 
is in the Harm Reduction Journal. In 2016, North Carolina enacted a law protecting syringe service programs and their participants, issuing a card participants can present to law enforcement. This survey of over 400 participants found that 51% had at least one negative interaction with law enforcement. 27% reported interactions with law enforcement who were unfamiliar with the protective card. The authors conclude that despite the protective law, law enforcement practices present a significant barrier to syringe access. Our next article is in Lancet Healthy Longevity, titled Preparedness for Healthy Aging and Polysubstance Use in Long-Term Cannabis Users. This longitudinal study tested the hypothesis that long-term cannabis users show accelerated biological aging in midlife, along with poorer health, financial, and social preparedness. The subjects were a cohort from New Zealand, born between April 1972 and March 1973. They were followed for 45 years. The study assessed cannabis, tobacco, and alcohol use and dependence at routine intervals. At 45 years, biological aging and health, financial, and social preparedness for old age were assessed. The study found that long-term cannabis users demonstrated statistically significant accelerated biological aging and were less equipped to manage a full range of demands encountered in later life than non-users. Our final article is in the Open Forum for Infectious Disease, titled Natural Language Processing and Machine Learning to Identify People Who Inject Drugs in Electronic Health Records. As injection drug use and its complications have significantly increased, the accurate identification of patients with IDU in medical records is essential to clinical, epidemiological, and health services research, as well as for research allocation. The authors of this study developed a natural language processing and machine learning algorithm to identify people who inject drugs in large datasets, and found that the algorithm outperformed ICD code-based algorithms. The authors note continued research is needed, but that natural language processing and machine learning models offer improved accuracy for research and have potential for use in surveillance and clinical decision support. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content in our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.